All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, August 7th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We are doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, this was, I would say, not a shocking weekend at the box office, but there were some definite surprises up at the top that I am excited to talk about. And also, this episode, just to let you know, a good portion of this episode is going to be devoted to breaking down this late-breaking video that we have of The Rock talking about Black Adam on the Kevin Hart show, and we are going to break it down like the Zabruder film, so you have to stay tuned for that. This is a huge video dissection of Dwayne The Rock Johnson coming later in the show, but Clayton, let's get it started with a plow for the weekend of Friday, August 4th. Number one, Barbie for the third weekend in a row made $53 million down 43%. It lost 152 theaters. I'm sorry, 159 theaters. It is at $459.3 million in its third frame. Number two, a newbie, Meg 2, The Trench, made $30 million in its first frame. Number three, Oppenheimer made $28.7 million, down only 39%. It lost 35 theaters. It's standing at $228.5 million in its third weekend. Number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem made $27.9 million in its first weekend. It was a Wednesday opener, so its total gross stands at $43 million. Number five, Haunted Mansion made $8.9 million, down 63%, no theater change. It is at $42 million in its second weekend. Number six, Sound of Freedom made $7 million, down 45%. It's finally losing some theaters. It lost 436 theaters. It's at $163.4 million in its fifth frame. Number seven, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 made $6.4 million, down 39%. It lost another 769 theaters. It's at $151 million in its fourth weekend. And number eight, Talk to Me made $6.2 million, down only 40%. It added 30 theaters. It's at $22.1 million in its second weekend. And we're going to stop there. That's all we really need to talk about. There's plenty in this top eight. Yeah, a lot to talk about. I mean, we're going to get to the big uh, topic for this weekend. I think it's the two newbies, Meg 2 versus Ninja Turtles. A little surprise there. But just looking at some of the bottom of the list movies, Talk to Me, the horror Mm -hmm. film from A24, Great hold, only dropped 40% in its second weekend, made $6.2 million and made $10 million last weekend. I saw this film this mm-hmm. past Thursday night, and I will say I get it. It's a great premise. It is cool teenage or young adult characters. The Rocka Rocka guys, as Wannabe O intern Christopher informed us, are very big with the youth, and I think they pulled off a horror film that the youth will be interested in so i get why this hold is is so strong and i really think this thing is going to play through the summer having seen it now i think talk to me 
is not going to be. Listen, it's not Blair Witch. There's not going to be a Blair Witch sensation type film. No. But this movie is now at uh, 22 million after its first 10 days. And I think we're looking at a movie that could end up doing double that. You know, this feels barbarian esque. And what did barbarian do? It got to around 40 million. I could see it doing barbarian, a barbarian level run. You know, it's that sort of fun horror movie. Doesn't have the stars. There's no Justin Long in Talk to Me, but. I, I think it's got that similarly buzzy, fun premise that is going to play really well for another month straight. Yeah, so its only competition really is going to be Voyage of the Demeter, right? Yes, Voyage of the Demeter. And just a heads up, we are going to have Brett from The New Flesh, our lead horror correspondent, will be on a Voyage of the Demeter adjacent episode either the preview Great. or the results episode but he will be here and i got a message from brett of flush about talk to me he loved the movie and quote this is what he said insane hold clayton do you think this was an insane hold I think it's a really, I think it's, I wouldn't say insane, but I think it's a great hold because of the competition. There's so many movies yep. right now making so much money and horror movies do drop usually pretty high because people rush out. They want to be scared first. They want to be the first yeah. people to say, I puked, I cried, I yep. peed myself. Yep. You know, yep. I threw my popcorn all over the place. And I think for this film, at this level, 40% is really good. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say insane because insane is like if it would have dropped 6%. That's insane to me. That's insane. Well, I mean 40% is a great, but here's the thing next weekend, mm -hmm. this thing could drop in the single digits or the low double digits. And then that would be insane. That would be insane. And listen, Brett from the new flesh, he is an advocate for horror. He is, of course, inventor of hashtag horror lifestyle. So he is he is always going to, uh, uh, you know, pump up and hype horror. He's the horror hype man. So, of course, you know him saying insane. He's you know he's he's got to go to that that level, um, uh, on this. But I I would agree it's not quite insane, but it's excellent. It's yes. an excellent hold. So uh, let's just talk really quickly and very quickly, very quickly about Dead Reckoning, which I reckon is dead. Dropped another 769 theaters. It's only in 2,422 theaters. Mm -hmm. It's being beat every weekend by Sound of Freedom, which is outgrossing it and will continue to outgross it. It's going to outgross Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible will be outgrossed by Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which stands at 170. Yes, it's not going to catch that. All right, well, I was actually going to throw this out there because, yes, this was another weekend where Sound of Freedom made more than Mission Impossible. Sound of Freedom did seven. Mission Impossible did 6.45. But the gap is closing a little bit. Do you think we are getting to a point where Mission Impossible could flip that and end up starting to have weekends where it makes more than sound of freedom. And second question, will Tom Cruise try as hard as he can? Cause cruise movies get as long of a run at the box office as, uh, as any movies these days get, it's not going to PVOD. It's not going to streaming anytime soon. Could Tom Cruise will this movie will dead reckoning part one 
to end up closing the gap and somehow making more than Sound of Freedom? Is that at all possible? Because I, I think that is possible, even though Sound of Freedom is still having a weekend where it grosses more. But I think that's going to flip soon. Nothing is impossible, but I just, there's just so many other things to see and so many other movies to put on screens why would you continue to have mission impossible on screens when you have oppenheimer still rolling barbie still rolling you have meg too doing surprising numbers you've got teenage mutant ninja turtles which right. has done really well that could continue to go into the fall i, I do, uh, talk to me uh, you know a sleeper right. horror hit i just don't see why you would continue to put screens up for mission impossible dead reckoning it is not in the zeitgeist it's not being talked about right if you look I at mean, all of these movies maybe haunted mansion is the only movie in this top eight that isn't being talked about in some capacity and that's probably going to shed screens big time in the next few weeks. Oh, but yeah. You, Haunted Mansion is dead, down 63%. This thing is yeah. deader than a dodo. It's not even going to come uh, – it's not even going to sniff the farts of the uh, original one from 2003. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Haunted, I mean, the the big, you know, I don't know how much this Voyage of the Demeter is going to get in terms of screens next weekend, but in two weeks, you've got that, that – uh, Pines and Blue Beetle opening the same weekend, and whatever we think of Blue Beetle, it's going to be a disaster. But it's going to get a lot of screens opening weekend, and that mm -hmm. could be the weekend where Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning falls down to you know a thousand screens or less. Yeah, um, there's so, like truly no reason to yeah. continue to have it in theaters. Yeah, so probably that is going to be the case where dead reckoning is not going to catch sound of freedom. Like you said, haunted mansion is a disaster drop 63%. It's really a movie. No one cares about. And I've, I've heard the chatter of, you know, people saying, why not? Why didn't they put haunted mansion out in October? Is spooky season to me. Here's the play. They put it out in July because they want it on Disney plus by October 1st. Yes. Cause you know what their, their priority is, to just put everything on D plus. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and this was never going to draw at the box office. So honestly, I don't even think that's a bad strategy. Get it out in, in the summer and have it be something you could pretend people care about in October on Disney plus. Yeah. The original opened to 24, which is similar to what that op this one opened at, but it legged out to 75 and that is not happening here. And you know, listen, for Haunted Mansion, it just went up against a buzzsaw. Yeah. But yeah. we're seeing other movies going up against this buzzsaw and doing reasonably well. And these movies mm -hmm. are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Madness, Mayhem. I keep saying Madness. Yeah, it's yeah, not. yeah. It's horrible it's Madness. Yeah. But it's Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, it's it's a this is a kids movie, so they're gonna go with mayhem over madness. Madness would almost seem like the mutants are rioting. Mayhem yes. is more like the mutants are just having like a, a wild party, but it's yeah. not full on like cars aren't burning and stuff like that. So there was a sort of a battle between Meg Two, the mm -hmm. Trench, Oppenheimer, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. Yes, for the number two spot, and that was happening all weekend. And the they were saying that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was going to be up there because 
the estimates were pretty high for the the three day on this because didn't they didn't the three day reach at least 32 in estimates well well i think you know i think what happened with the three day total for mutant mayhem is this was a five-day weekend they opened the movie on the wednesday so when that happens the thursday numbers do not become part of the three-day as Mm -hmm. opposed to when a movie opens on a friday the thursday night preview numbers get rolled into the three-day total so whenever you open a movie on a wednesday uh, and do a five-day you are going to hurt what the three-day count ends up being so i think if Turtles had opened on a Friday instead of a Wednesday, it would have had a much bigger three-day. Absolutely, and- because it is a kids-centric movie. We saw this movie. Yeah. And it is very kid-friendly. It feels yes. very much for young kids and tweens. Yes. And they are not going to the movies without parents or guardians in the middle on the of the day on a Thursday. Right. Right, right. So right. they're going to go with their parents on a Friday Saturday, afternoon Sunday. on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Those are the days. Right. So yeah, yeah. this 43 day, this $43 million five day is very good. And that's what yes. we should be looking at. Yes. Losing to Meg and Oppenheimer and only losing by like less than 3 million is not bad. This is not anything to be worried about with this Turtles movie. Yeah, because I do think it's going to have legs. Yes, having now we have both seen this, and I, I now having seen it, I for sure think this is going to do really well. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this movie. It is a kids movie, but I think it's a kids movie that parents are not going to pull their hair out while they're watching. Um, and I think it's a kids movie that feels modern enough that mm-hmm. modern kids legitimately will want to watch it that you know this is not your grandfather's turtles this no. is this is your turtles kids this is your turtles for your generation and we had a conversation about this too where this this and spidey cartoon yes both of these movies actually use animation to its to its maximum right yes it, 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 there's a reason for it to be a cartoon yes unlike pixar Right. in those sort of movies, which they try to tell like adult stories with cartoon characters, but they hardly ever use the fact that these are drawings and you can do whatever you want with them. And this had a very cool art style. Gross. I mean, it's a gross movie. It's the turtles are gross, which we love. It's a scuzzy, slimy, gross movie. Scuzz is back. Yes, it's coming back slower than I thought. But, you know, I've I said this, God, maybe a year, two years ago, that's that this is going to be a scuzzy generation coming up. Mm -hmm. Young Mm -hmm. people are very scuzzy Mm -hmm. and it's starting to break through. And this is a very scuzzy movie. And we're very proud of this movie for being as scuzzy as it is. And I think these young kids are going to really look at this movie as, oh, this was my introduction to scuzz. Yes, yes, yes. This is Gateway Scuzz, this Mutant Mayhem movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it had a Ren and Stimpy. It didn't, listen, this did not go full Ren and Stimpy, and no kids movie should go full Ren and Stimpy. No. But it had Ren and Stimpy adjacent animation to it in a way that we haven't well, seen I, in a long it's time. It's more Duckman. You say Ren you, and Stimpy, but it's it's not that cartoonish. It's more of a liquid television sort mm-hmm. of 
I don't want to say early Beavis and Butthead, but there's a rawness to this. Yeah. And an ugliness to the characters that it's very interesting. Do, do you think that any millions were lost this opening weekend because the marketing for Mutant Mayhem didn't say, hey, this is like Duckman? You know, because they did not do that. Mm-hmm. But you've made that Duckman comparison a lot since we've seen this film. Should they have leaned more on this will remind you of Duckman? Not millions. We're not talking millions. We're talking about 75,000. Oh, I mean, that's an amazing number. I mean, Jason Alexander would be delighted to hear that there's still $75,000 worth of Duckman fans out there. And there could be $75 million worth of Duckman fans listening to this podcast right now because we are popping off. So that may lead to them actually going to see this film. Yeah. So, so, So here, you know, going into this weekend, I think we both predicted two things. We predicted that turtles would do well, have Mm -hmm. a three day, you know, in the around 30 in the thirties, I think I went mid to high thirties, but we both thought that would do well, but we both thought Meg to the trench would underperform. And Mm -hmm. neither of us thought it would end up ahead of turtles. Never mind Oppenheimer, you know? Yeah. And it opens a $30 million. So, you know, we're going to talk turtles as we continue here, but would Meg to the trench, how did this overperform? This got terrible reviews and it's Mm -hmm. a sequel to a hit movie, but a hit movie that also got terrible reviews. So, uh, you know, it didn't match the, the opening weekend. The first one, the first one opened to 44 million. This is 30. So it's a, you know, uh, a, a pretty decent drop, but this 30 is still much higher than either of us thought was going to happen. Yeah. I, you know, I guess it was TV spots. It was just the fact that this was being promoted all over the place mm-hmm. and people want to go see movies right now. And this is a new movie. And I guess you can't underestimate the power of sharks as an IP. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought we were done with sharks. I feel like sharks are the bacon of the animal world. You know how everybody says, oh, bacon's great. Everything bacon. Sharks are kind of that w- that way. Okay, they're sharks a little are bacon. Bit, they're a little bit, uh, uh, you know, mid, as you would say. Okay. But there's enough people who want to see sharks in this right. country that they went to see this movie. Also, I mean, Statham is a guy that people like and a guy that people know. And so there was a certain contingent that went out to see him. And so... I think this movie is not going to do well in the long term because I think once they've seen it, they're going to say, oh, this is as sucky as the first one was. Right, right. But there is enough juice to get this one to 30. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I I am surprised that sharks are. So- well, I mean, you know, you said sharks are bacon and maybe bacon is mid, but people buy bacon by the truckload. I mean. Anytime I'm in a supermarket, that bacon section is just a a, a total free-for-all. It is jam-packed. You know, you're looking at a line just to grab that bacon off the shelf. So whatever you think of bacon, people are buying bacon and people love sharks. And it it is a win for sharks over turtles. It's a win for... Uh, It's not a... It's not a... No. No? I disagree. It's not okay. a win sharks over turtles because, like we said, it, it was the five day versus the the three day, 
if the, if the turtles would have opened just in a three day, it would have beat the Meg. Okay. It would have beat Meg too. So this is not a win sharks over turtles. The shark over turtle race is going to continue. It's how well does the turtles hold compared to how well does the Meg hold? This is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So Barbie is an example of a big swing that hit at the box office and should be able to create a franchise and everyone attached comes out looking like a rose and levels up and has uh, nothing but praise heaped upon them. A movie that is the opposite of that was 2022's Black Adam starring okay, Dwayne Rock Johnson. Let's get so into let's it. get into this. So Dwayne Johnson was a guest recently on a Peacock show called Heart to Heart starring Kevin Hart. And the first heart is spelled H-A-R-T like Kevin Hart's name. The second mm-hmm. heart is spelled like a human heart uh h-e-a-r-t so just to set place set you know set that table there it's a streaming show this is the kind of thing that is on streaming well that's Uh, all kevin hart does now i mean the show itself is an example of the worst case scenario for someone like greta gerwin because kevin hart was once someone who not a barbie level of course but was a theatrical star you know Mm -hmm. this guy opened movies he the, the upside starring Kevin Hart made over a hundred million domestic. This guy was a genuine movie draw. And now he has streaming shows up the wazoo. Oh, Pat, I have his box office history here. Okay. So we're not going to go too far down because yeah, we got to get we to, need rock, to but... what we need to focus on is pre pandemic. Kevin Hart had movies released in theaters he had a, he had three movies in 2019, January 11th, 2019, The Upside, 108. Wow. That thing was leggy as all hell. Mm-hmm. June 7th, The Secret Life of Pets 2, which, listen, not as big as the first one. We know this. But still, 158 domestic. Jumanji, The Next Level, 2019. million domestic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. He has not had anything domestically released since then, other than DC League of Super Pets, where he was a voice and that made 93.6. Okay. So I would say he's the star of that movie. Everything else has been direct to streaming. I'm seeing blanks in the box office, domestic, international, worldwide. Blank. Fatherhood, 2021. Blank. 2022, The Man from Toronto. Blank. Me Time, August 26, 2022. Blank. Die Heart, the movie, 2023. Blank. Lift, 2023. Blank. Borderlands, I think that's coming up next year. So that doesn't count. But we'll be blank. But we'll be blank, probably. I don't know. That might be released in theaters. But still, nothing... Yeah. So it's Kevin theater. Hart is someone who used to be a movie star. Now he hosts streaming talk shows. And on a recent episode of Heart to Heart, his guest was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And listen, I'm not going to, I didn't watch this whole episode. So I don't know what they ended up talking about for the whole hour. Probably a lot of it was devoted to The Rock's liquor company and mm-hmm. the XFL and all that. But the, the part that we are going to play and dissect 
is a section where Dwayne The Rock Johnson once again talked about Black Adam and once again talked about how this movie should have been the start of franchise and also talked about how it was a huge success. Yeah, of course. He talked to his financiers. I'm surprised the financiers didn't show up. I mean, Kevin Hart should have had the financiers backstage. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to play this. And obviously, these two were friends. Uh, These two uh, have co-starred in a lot of projects, cameoed each other's stuff. And Kevin Hart is here chilling for The Rock, for his friend. And and you can't blame him, but that is what we're going to witness here. So we we are going to now play this and if you're watching on youtube on the bo boys youtube channel you will be able to see this now there we go we could see it so let us start some heart to heart and clayton whenever you want to stop it uh just let me know and we'll we'll let's get back to the point black adam you big opening huge by the way uh the thing that's crazy about it being so fucking big your fan base. They curse on this show. So just. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. a coarsening of society. Mm-hmm. You make an announcement and your announcement is talking about, hey, we're not going to continue the world of Black Adam. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm curious. I want to know why, especially when there's such a successful opening. Um, you see OK, that- stop it. OK, stop it. Yeah. Successful opening. Yeah. OK. It wasn't a terrible opening. Right. Mm-hmm. But we've gone over this for superhero movies plus a rock movie it was fine it opened the way a rock movie would open yes which is still good but not superhero level not superhero plus rock yeah we we had a conversation that the problem we found with it was that maybe the rock was too big of a star outside of a superhero movie to add anything to a superhero movie. And so that might've been a negative to it actually. So, so, I mean, I think the thing here is listen again, Kevin Hart is his friend Mm -hmm. and talking to the rock about black Adam is the way that if you had a friend who was in a band that played at a bar and played covers, Mm -hmm. you're not going to tell your friend when you, when you get dragged to the gig and then afterwards he's like, how, how was it? You're not going to say, oh, that stunk or, you know, oh, I was dying to get it. You're going to say that was really good, friend. Mm -hmm. That was a great gig. You know, I loved how you covered Jeremy. There's so many people there. He'd say there was so many. It's so crowded. I guess you couldn't see because it was very bright. The lights were bright in your face, but it was packed. It was packed. Yeah, so this is Kevin Hart is the equivalent of a friend telling his other middle-aged friend that their bar gig was packed. Yeah, so that, again. Kevin Hart, he's talking about a big opening. This guy hasn't had a big opening in, what, four years? So he doesn't know what a big opening is right He doesn't know what a big opening is anymore because he hasn't had any sort of theatrical opening since... Pre-COVID. Yeah. So Kevin Hart is an unreliable narrator of box yes. office. Here. But again, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, he didn't guest on the B.O. Boys. He guested on Heart to Heart. And there's a reason for that. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. So let's keep going with this. Time from your fan base for more. What's the reason or the reasons for the stopping of Black Adam? Uh, I think okay, stop it. Black- 
Okay. This guy should be crushing a brewski. Mm, like, mm-hmm. why are they drinking wine? Why are they in a wine cellar? Okay. Is this a wine tasting show? Uh, well, here, like we said, we've only watched this section. So for all we know, this entire episode was to launch a Kevin Hart, Dwayne The Rock Johnson wine brand or Co- wine collab. Yeah, yeah. This could be their newest collab is this winery that they're sitting in. As, okay, as the salt of the earth representative of the B.O. Boys, okay? Yes. You have proven that you are not salt of the earth because you are you go on fancy vacations and you're in France and you're touting it as if mm-hmm. it's a positive thing. Yes, okay? yes, I do. I am salt of the earth. I am a Joe Lunch Pail. Yeah, you're covered in soot. When I say this... When I see this, I'm sorry, when I see this mm-hmm. and he's talking about giving the people what they want and all this stuff. And he's got a sip of some sort of white wine in his massive mitten of a hand. Mm-hmm. Who are you representing now, Rock? It's not the people. It's yeah. not the people, Rock. It ain't yeah. the people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly not Logan Paul drinking prime, for example. Yes. Yeah, that is a drink of the people, obviously. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, the thing that I take from what we've seen from The Rock so far is he got asked that question. Why is there no, why is Black Adam ending? And he did a long pause. And I don't know if that's a dramatic long pause or if he really is is uh i i i think that was for dramatic effect i think he he obviously knows why but anyway well, this is all listen this is all boilerplate at this point it's the same spiel well he's probably gonna have given before well let's get okay let's continue why this is the rock answering why there's no more black adam black adam got caught in a vortex of new leadership and at that time as we were creating black adam developing it shooting Black Adam, we got knocked down a little bit for because of COVID and the shutdowns got back up. There was so many changes in leadership. And as you know, anytime you have a company, but especially that size and magnitude, mm-hmm. that's a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. And you have all those changes in leadership. You have people coming in who creatively, fiscally are going to make decisions that you may not agree with mm-hmm. philosophically. So, Okay. So right there, he's talking about James Gunn. He's talking yeah. about James Gunn. He's Vortex of leadership. First of all, The Rock needs to cool it with this interplanetary, this, you know, it's not a vortex of leadership. It is Mm -hmm. a new studio head. Yeah. You know, vortex of leadership. It is not like Warner Brothers and DC Films got sucked into a black hole. Yeah. You know, there was just a new guy in charge of the studio, which has happened at studios every six months since the beginning of movies. I mean, it's happened at every single job anybody's ever been at, except for the whole time The Rock was at WWE. It was all Vince. And so that's what he's used to is Vince has always been the guy. And, you know, there was, of course, you know, we're not a wrestling podcast, huh? Uh -huh. And there was a change for a little bit. Vince wasn't involved. Vince is back again. But I think he is overstating 
that, you know, this is something that happens to every person ever in every line of work, but especially when you're working with studios who change heads very frequently. Right, right, right. And you know where else there there was the same studio, Warner Brothers, Barbie has been developed and come out in that same vortex. Yes. You know, there there was a merger and there are, you know, Jason Kylar was there, I'm sure when Barbie started and he's not there now. And mm-hmm. guess what? Barbie came through that same vortex that Black Adam was in, and Barbie made a billion dollars. Yes. So billion dollar baby. This vortex did not destroy every movie. It just somehow mm. destroyed Black Adam. So okay. So Dwayne the Rock Johnson blames it on a vortex of leadership. Let's see what else he has to say. So I think Black Adam was one of those movies that got caught in that web mm-hmm. of new leadership. So it's a web now. Okay. It's a web now. It's a web of leadership. It's a vortex of leadership. Right, right. So so which is it, The Rock? Is this a web or is this a vortex? Yeah. You know? I think he needs to be clear on this because a web is something that you're stuck stationary in and a vortex is something that spins you around. Yes, that you get you get sucked into a vortex and you yeah. get stuck in a web. So what did this leadership do to you and Black Adam, The Rock? Did it did it stick you and hold you and you couldn't move or Mm -hmm. did it suck you in and send you to another dimension? Because those are very different things. Yes. A a vortex of leadership and a web of leadership are very, very different problems. And Mm -hmm. I think this is this is something he needs to clarify, which this was at Warner Brothers. Either way, Barbie. It got through that web, got through that vortex, and it came out fine. So mm-hmm. let's see what else. Let's see if he has a third term for this leadership coming yeah, up. I think let's there's. See. And, you know, that will always be one of the um, one of the biggest mysteries, I think, not only for me and us on our end, but also throughout our business, because that's a Kevin question. Mm-hmm. But that has that was a question out of Wall Street. That was a question out of Hollywood. That mm-hmm. was a question like, wait a second. You had the biggest opening of your career. Sure, no China. That could have been maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred more million dollars. Okay, let's let's stop here. Okay, he just doesn't know about China anymore. Yeah. So so yes, Black Adam didn't play in China, but this movie would not have done a hundred, would not have done two hundred million in China. That is just not what movies do anymore. China makes their own movies for their own audiences, and Hollywood movies do not make that. So this they have their not, own rocks over there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is that that's probably a tough pill for the rock to swallow here. You know, he mm-hmm. thinks that Black Adam should have came out in China and would have made 200 million there. And they've got we don't know the name of who this rock is in China, but there is definitely a rock in China and it is not Dwayne Johnson. And well, he, has been, the- he has been replaced at the box office in China and. I don't know if his people haven't informed him of that fact, but it is a fact. And Black Adam his, would not have done that there. His financiers are probably estimating what this would have made in 2017 in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not what it would have made in 2021, 2022. Right. And, you know, in that clip we just played, I mean, the thing that that I think we 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 have to talk about is the rock sets this up as a mystery as to why 
there's no Black Adam 2. And but you said, said it was a web and a vortex, so now it's a mystery. It's a web, it's a vortex. Well, it was a web of, of uh, leadership, leadership, a vortex of leadership, but the mystery is how is it possible that this mega success Black Adam doesn't lead to a furthering of the franchise? He says this is a mystery that uh, Wall Street doesn't understand, mm-hmm. that uh, Kevin Hart doesn't understand, which is probably true, but Kevin Hart, like we said, he's streaming. He doesn't follow yeah, box yeah. office. Um, guess what? It's not a mystery. This is something that the B.O. Boys solved back in a week or two after this movie opened. Mm-hmm. Open and shut case on the B.O. Boys. You know, we, we, we're we not exactly Sherlock Holmes here, but we solved this mystery a long time ago, The Rock. Yeah. And I, I do not think Wall Street was confused. I do not think Hollywood was confused. Um, I, I do not think this was a mystery in any way. No. Continue it, Pat. All right. Um, you're establishing a new superhero. You want to grow out the franchise. You bring back Superman and Henry Cavill. The world went crazy. And all- okay, okay, okay. The world went crazy. The world didn't go crazy. Oh. Right? There weren't people in the streets flipping over cars saying, Henry Cavill is back. Superman yeah. is back. Oh, my yeah. God. Can you believe it? After being gone for, I don't know, what, two years since the Snyder Cut? How long has Superman been gone? Not that long. Not that long. The not world long. did not go crazy. Your people said the world is going crazy. The world was not going crazy, my friend. I live in the world. Yeah. Okay. The Rock doesn't live in the world. Kevin Hart doesn't live in the world. And to an extent, I don't think you live in the world. But I live in the world. I live mm-hmm. in the real world. Mm-hmm. And it was not going crazy over this Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with this rock interview, and this is fascinating. This is Mm -hmm. a fascinating uh, document that we're looking at here. Do you think the rock actually believes what he's saying? Like, do you think to the rock? Yes. In his mind. Yes. He remembers that in October of 2022, Henry Cavill appeared as Superman in a stinger in Black Adam. And in that moment, the world went crazy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a level of hyperbole. But I do think, Mm -hmm. and I've said this previously, the sort of things that get you to the top of the mountain are the same things that hurt you on the way down. Okay. He does not believe that there isn't things he can't achieve Mm. and he does not understand. He's not the center of the universe anymore. He is not the biggest star in the world. He doesn't make the biggest movies in the world. And I think he is maybe listen at 4 AM. Could there be a little worm in his ear that says, maybe it's over. It's possible. It's possible. But when he's walking around and he's doing his 5 a.m. workouts and he's eating 16 pizzas for his cheat day, I think to do that sort of stuff, you got to believe that Mm. you are capable of anything. And the only thing keeping you down are people that are dumber than you. And he thinks that the studio, DC, he thinks they're dumber than him. 
this is I'm not even talking about that the rock needs to believe it's over because that's not what we're saying here. We are talking about Black Adam and, and that particular project. And again, in the rock's mind, the world went crazy in mm-hmm. that moment. You know, so that the world revolves around Pat, the world revolves around him. All his followers were going crazy, and therefore, those are the only people that are important to him. Yeah, but I mean, that's I, I, I just, I just wonder what the Rock's perception of that time in history was. You know, that, that, that does he think that the news, the evening news every night was just talking about Henry Cavill's stinger in Black Adam and that people, just were in the streets freaking out. I mean, that I is if that is what the rock thinks happened, then um yeah, then then he he needs to uh figure also that too, out. And you and I, you were texting me this on opening weekend, is uh we created a diverse superhero portfolio where we had just men and women of color, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Black Adam too as well. So Okay, um, stop it really. I quick. think I was more okay. Listen. Hart didn't text that Kevin Hart didn't say Hey congratulations on the diverse Portfolio that you created Okay these guys are buddies Mm -hmm. They were texting each other Stuff that wasn't Really I mean I bet you Kevin Hart Was like yo uh, uh, DJ Mm -hmm. Great job on this movie Also here are some nudes, you know, like, listen, I'm not trying to be coarse, but I mean, that's probably what it was, right? Yeah. Not nudes of himself, but like, here's some nudes. Okay. Right? Just some general nudes. Possibly. Just some general I mean, that nudes. Be- and, and that, and that's probably what it was. Right. So there is a little bit of lying here. I, like, I, I don't think people write those sort of texts to each other in those words, especially if they're buddies. So the rock calling the, the different diverse actors in this movie a portfolio a, a portfolio i mean this could be th- this feels like his binder full of women you know remember that famous mitt romney debate quote yeah that that sort of sank his campaign when he he said he had a binder full of women and mm-hmm. we're not political ha huh? but that's just a thing huh. that happened that i think is similar to this he's calling diversity a portfolio and, yep. you know, you brought up that my Rolodex is, of diversity. Yeah. And the rock is sitting there swirling a wine glass and he's talking about diversity in terms of it being a portfolio. And mm-hmm. that is the kind of thing that shows that maybe the rock is slightly out of touch. And it sounds like a business term when it should be. We have a great group of actors mm-hmm. of various backgrounds. Yeah. who are super talented, who are not getting the opportunities that they deserve. That's yeah. the kind of thing you say. You don't say, I got all these trading cards. Well, it's also just to look at it on the level of getting audiences to care. That is something that audiences are not going to hear that phrase and therefore want to go see a movie. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. say, hey, to your buddy, hey, let's go see this movie with The Rock. It's got a diverse portfolio. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? No. And, and The Rock is, for most of his life, has been one of the great hype men we've ever yeah. had. 
And I think in this interview, we're seeing The Rock, and this is a big reason why Black Adam didn't didn't do well, is his hype man skills because he has just been in the business world and been disconnected from reality for so long. Those hype man skills are falling because The Rock of even five years ago, definitely 10 years ago, would not have said his movie was a diverse portfolio. No, that's corporate BS talk. Yeah. That's yeah. corporate mumbo jumbo talk. Yeah. So Black Adam had had this diverse portfolio. Don't you want to go see that on a Saturday night? You want to go yes. get your friends and go check out a portfolio. Let's see what else The Rock has to say. I was impressed by the execution. Yeah. I know our Black Adam, <laughs> yeah. how the movie was, the project, and I, yeah. that was one that was near and dear to your heart. And Cracking the Code, it seemed that Cracking the Code on the world of superhero is something, of course, that you were very ambitious about doing. And what I thought you this did, is all mumbo jumbo. Was yeah, he put his mind to it. He, he, and he's just saying he words. Like, yeah, I mean, happening. again, yeah. this is this is a buddy it's telling his buddy that Damn, your band was cool. Good. We you all loved it. Congrats. That's what Kevin Hart's doing. Yeah, right. he's the friend. He's got he's nothing to say. Didn't release the movie. Yeah, he's a good friend. Hey, Rock, I loved your cover band. And the goddamn heart shaped box. You really killed it when you played that. Really cool, dude. We were all great energy. Great energy. Yeah, awesome energy up there. You looked really good up there. I mean, I'm watching this. I feel so bad for Kevin Hart in this moment because he is just a good buddy trying to tell his buddy that Black Adam was awesome. And he is struggling, but God damn it, Kevin Hart is a good friend. Exactly. And, you know, I stop it real quick. Stop it real quick. Yeah. You can tell Kevin Hart is a great interviewer by the fact that he just talked for maybe a minute straight. Yes. Yes. And I don't even think he even asked a question. So yes. I will say, I was being sarcastic, by the way. Uh, he's not a great interviewer. And I know this is supposed to be friends chatting, huh? Nah. But he just blabbered on for uh, maybe a minute and a half and kind of said nothing. But it doesn't matter. He's killing time out there because he knows the guy across from him is just talking about diverse portfolios. So uh, yeah. to me, Kevin Hart's doing what he had to do there. He's just like, okay. I got to get through this hour because uh, Peacock said it has to come in at an hour. So he, yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. what he has to do. People who are I mean, this always, isn't Frost versus thinking Nixon. audience first. Yes, we look at and respect. Audience first. Look at your wine. But also audience first. Think about opportunity, and creating opportunity and creating things that are fresh and delivering for the audience, which is our number one boss. Um, Wait, what are you creating opportunity? What is he talking about? I'm creating opportunity and fresh for the audience. What is he? When, he's, what opportunities he creating? That lens, it makes for a, a portfolio. Bit. He's creating a portfolio, a diverse portfolio for the audience because they're his boss. Yeah, it's okay. it's Got all it. everything. The Rock at this point can only talk in terms of organizational structure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a. It's there's a boss. There's a portfolio. There's opportunity to climb up and to become a boss. That that is that is the Rock's hype man skills right now. Talking about your reporting structure at a company. They so should see. be wearing beer helmets. They should be wearing beer helmets. Yeah. This is really bothering me. The wine glass. Yeah. A bit more challenging, mm -hmm. I think, for guys like you and I, where mm -hmm. you go, you sure you want to do this? But hey, at the end of the day. You know what it is? It's like new ownership coming in, buying an NFL team and going, all right, not my head coach, not my quarterback. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. how many times you won the Super mm -hmm. Bowl. Doesn't matter how many rings we got. I'm going with somebody That's else. A great example. Yeah. 
It's a great example. It's a great example. It's a terrible so, example. Well, well, here's the thing. I get in the sense of, listen, The Rock has won some Super Bowls. The Rock has uh, gotten some rings. The guy has had box office hits. He's a movie star. But in terms of Black Adam, Black Adam did not win the Super Bowl. And, and that is the main issue here with this interview and everything The Rock has said about Black Adam since it came out is he talks about Black Adam as if that was a success. He leans on these mythical financiers and talks about Black Adam as if Black Adam has Super Bowl rings, Black Adam won. And then for some reason, the new ownership just came in and fired Black Adam, even though Black Adam had won a Super Bowl. And that is the myth here. And that is the uh, uh, the non-reality that The Rock continues to live in since October of 2022 with yeah. Black Adam. And- and the thing here is that in other avenues, other venues, you're like you said, he is a Super Bowl winner. But in the superhero realm, he didn't even make the playoffs. Mm. And people can say, well, it's the highest grossing DCEU film since Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that is that is terrible for the DCEU. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. is not like I've said, failure of other projects does not all of a sudden make something a success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have seen failure after failure for the DCEU, not Joker, because that's outside of it, not the Batman, because that's outside of it. But Shazam 2, Black Adam, we're going to see it with uh with Blue Beetle, The Flash, which is a movie Flash. I completely yeah. forgot about yeah. until it just popped into my mind. Right. DCEU is struggling. So, yes, I mean, he's lucky that that movie came out when it did, because if Black Adam was coming out in the Blue Beetle spot, oh, my, we're talking. It opens to 20 million. It opens to 20 million. Right. So he is able to crow about that. But again, other people's failure is not your success. So So you can't look at Black Adam as a success on superhero terms. It is still a failure. So let's see. I, I don't know if there's much That's left. It. Let's see. Let's see if The Rock has That's anything great else. Great example. Okay. So that is uh, that is what we heard from The Rock on Heart to Heart. I mean, again, a fascinating look into the psyche of Dwayne The Rock Johnson here in August of 2023. Still out there saying that Black Adam was a success and he just cannot. It's a mystery as to why the franchise isn't continuing and, and, and you blames know, it on a vortex blames it on a web of leadership. And you know who else in the Lord's year of 2023 that is still complaining about their superhero movie failing is Zachary Levi. Mm. Another guy who is not in the class of the rock no, at all. No. But was put in the class of The Rock because his first movie, Shazam, made almost as much as Black Adam did. Yeah. Domestically. But but Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is The Rock should not be in any sentence with Zachary Levi. He kept Zachary Levi out of his movie because he didn't think Zachary Levi was good enough. So why are you acting like Zachary Levi right now? Why will you not just let it go? 
Yes. Let it go, Rock. You are better yes. than this. Yes. Yes. That that's true. Zachary Levi going out there and saying that Shazam 2 deserved better and there should be a Shazam 3. You can't fault the guy for that. Zachary no, Levi that is just doing Zachary Levi, you know? He he should be out there begging for Shazam 3. That is where Zachary Levi is at and we say that with no disdain. We don't fault him. Zachary Levi should be talking Shazam for the rest of his life. But That's the rock station. Yes, but the rock it, it's it is it is a it is a sickness now with the rock to mm-hmm. keep talking about Black Adam and to keep saying that Black Adam franchise should continue. It is a sickness that that I fear is going to eat him alive. Mm-hmm. You know, and we played that interview and we gave The Rock a lot of guff and we've given him a lot of guff on this show. But uh, at least with me, it comes from a place of it hurts to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson be eaten alive by mm-hmm. by what happened with Black Adam and his continued perception of what Black Adam was. It is getting potentially dangerous for yeah. him. You know, what we just saw on this episode of Heart to Heart is a cry for help. Mm -hmm. And the B.O. boys want to help The Rock. But I think the only way to help The Rock is to smack him in the face with reality. Smack him in the face with the reality that Black Adam failed, which I said for weeks and weeks on this show. And that is the only thing that is going to help The Rock set him straight get him on a path to where he should be, which is being one of our great movie stars. But someone's got to sit him down and be real with him because it is getting worse. It is getting worse. That heart to heart video that we just watched was honestly, it was scary. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could tell with Kevin Hart, like this isn't the first time he's heard it. It's not going to be the last time he's heard it. And he doesn't know what to say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Hart is a good friend and sometimes being a good friend is a problem because without even realizing it, you're enabling someone's addiction. And Mm -hmm. right now the rock is addicted to saying that black Adam was a hit. That Mm -hmm. is his addiction. And Kevin Hart is a good friend, but by being a good friend, he's feeding that addiction. Well, he needs a friend who has looked at box office results in the last four years. Right. Right, right. Kevin you know, Hart's and not knows in a what's position. going on in China. I mean, d- d- Kevin Hart doesn't know what's going on in China. Could could Ryan Reynolds step in here? You know, Ryan Reynolds. What are you talking about? He's no, he's delusional too. No, but he, this guy's bought a soccer team. I mean, we're this get, guy's too get, busy with his soccer team and his in his cricket wireless. It doesn't matter. It's not. Listen, bring an Alf back on TV. This guy's out of his mind. No, no Ryan no. Reynolds is sick too. No, no, he's not sick because Ryan Reynolds is still in the box office game. Ryan Reynolds is putting out Deadpool movies. Ryan Reynolds had Free Guy in August of 2021, a movie that sneakily helped save the box office post pandemic. Ryan Reynolds, oh, yes, he's spending a lot of time on Cricket Wireless. And his liquor brands, but that is typical megastar behavior. That I think is not the same 
problem that someone like Kevin Hart has talking to The Rock, where like you said, Kevin Hart is out of the box office game. Kevin Hart's gone full yeah. streamo. Ryan Reynolds has not gone full streamo. Ryan Reynolds still gets box office reports because he makes and, and listen, he's made Red Notice. Obviously, he's he's you know added Adam Project, so he's got that. He's he does have that streaming problem, but I think he's at least more than Kevin Hart possibly able to understand box office and talk no, to the he has to talk, I don't think Pat, he can do. He has to talk to us. Jason Statham. To to could us. Jason Statham could Jason Statham why, do anything here? Why are you why are you why are you having these people who are not experts who get information from other people to but talk at least, to the these rock. are his friends. You know these are his his co-stars obviously listen obviously Obviously, The Rock coming on the B.O. Boys is the quickest path to him beating this addiction to Mm -hmm. pretending that Black Adam was a success, obviously. But I'm thinking of, is there anyone in his day-to-day circle, you know, because the we don't, we don't, right, as of now, we're not in The Rock circle and he's not in ours. It goes both ways. But someone like Jason Statham, who's, out there releasing movies into theaters. You know, he had Operation Fortune. He had Meg Chu trenched this weekend. The guy gets box office reports. Could Jason Statham tie Rock to a chair, give him some roundhouse kicks to get his attention, and and talk to him about box office? I mean, possibly, but I don't know. I think The Rock is too egocentric to listen to anybody. He wants yes men. He wants friends that uh, go along with his view of how the world works. So the only person that I can think of, and he's not friendly with him, is Vin. And I know Vin is delusional his own way, but Mm -hmm. I think at least Vin Diesel would not be scared to say a crossword to The Rock. Yeah. I mean, honestly, trust his opinion. I think that's the problem. You know, right, right. Because right. the Vin Vin would love to stick it into the rock side. Yeah. Know, really spear him while he's down. But right. he would have the facts. He could put hard, cold facts in front of the rock's face. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm not lying to you, because if I lied to you, it wouldn't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, I think I think the rock just wouldn't. The Rock would take that as just his enemy trying to hurt him, which, which is true. I mean, Vin Diesel would love nothing more than to talk about why Black Adam was a failure to The Rock's face while The mm-hmm. Rock is tied up in a chair. So I don't think but that, then he, Jack Black, but then, but Jack Black, his co-star in the Jumanji movies and someone who has been a movie star for going on 20 plus years who pretty much uh, as far as I know has not moved into streaming. I mean Jack Black is a movie guy. I think what we need to do is just monitor the situation and see if he continues to talk about it. I mean, it's been so long and he's still talking about it, but you know, this is seems to you know, this clip is getting traction. So, we'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, if he's talking about this while there's a strike going on, a writer strike and a actor strike then he yes he it has wormed his way into his brain and it is oh probably permanently there yeah i it's i think that the main thing is here is everything we've said on this episode we do so with empathy 
because to us, this is a clear cry for help. Mm-hmm. And the B.O. boys want to help Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We want to help. Obviously, we're talking about are there any of his friends who are in his circle? Could they help the B.O. boys help The Rock? So mm-hmm. if you know you're a listener and you have a connection to Jack Black, Jason Statham, any of these people in The Rock circle, let us know because we are trying to help The Rock overcome this Black Adam psychosis. So Clayton, email us. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if if you have a way of us getting to the rock or someone in his circle, email us at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, your boots on the ground reporting, your predictions, all of that good stuff. So email us the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, that, that we've been getting so many great five-star reviews, and they have helped new audience members find the show. So we love getting those five-star reviews. And of course, my birthday is coming up. So give me some happy birthday, Pat, five-star reviews over the course of this next month. Just keep those coming as a special birthday gift for me. And we are on social media such as X and on the TikTok. So we are at the B.O. Boys Pod, Wanna B.O. Intern Christopher, killing it with the vertical clips on TikTok and on X. So Thank you, Wanna Be Owens and Christopher. And possibly the team might be expanding soon. So we'll we'll see about that. We'll see about that. And of course, we are on YouTube. So if you listen to this episode and did not watch it on YouTube, you missed out because we were showing this heart-to-heart footage mm-hmm. on our stream here. So go to YouTube, subscribe become a viewer, not just a listener, but a viewer of the BO boys and uh, subscribe and like, and what else do you do on YouTube? Clayton ring that bell. You got to ring that bell. So find the BO boys podcast on YouTube as well. And yeah, I think that's it. Clayton. I think we've done it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything left to say. No, except for (gasps) until next time. Will smell you at the box office. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs>